Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Well, we have another tough opponent this week in Texas A&M. Have a lot of respect for them, their coaching staff, their players. Very big team, very fast, a very skilled team. You know, we've only won one time in the last 11 tries. It'll be a uh, uh, big for us uh, to go down there and play well. Uh, it's a rival for us, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode, because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my tastes like everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a fun-filled show here on a Trash Talk Thursday. And I want to remind everybody that uh, we're going to be heading down to Arlington tonight, actually. And uh, or at least some, a few of us will be uh, handing down there tonight. But it's going to be a great trip. And Going to be broadcasting live from Boomer Jacks there in Arlington, right next to Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Tomorrow for Morning Mayhem, as well as Out of Bounds and Drive Time Sports. So, really looking forward to that. And uh, I might like to give him a hard time, but uh, tonight uh, I'm taking the Buzzmobile, and it's me and Randy Rainwater making a little uh, road trip together. This is going to be the first time I've ever spent uh, time, at least an extended amount of time with old Randy. So, I'm trying to decide, like, do I go with... Uh, the conversational piece. Do I have a playlist for me and him, you know, to, to rock out to when we're on our way down there? Let you Randy know? get some rest. Yeah. Let him sleep. Yeah. If that's what he wants to do. Yeah. Well, he got plenty of room in the Buzzmobile <laughs> if he wants to do that. So uh, it'll be a, it'll be a dealer's choice for him, but uh, it should be pretty fascinating to, to hang out with Randy and driving down there because it will be a late night. Uh, we'll probably get there, assuming we leave on time, and we'll probably get down there around midnight, probably close to it. So uh, it's going to be a fun trip, and we look forward to going down there. Uh, but let's see. We have a few things in Razorback land that's been going on, especially on the football side of things, as uh, we had a chance to hear from Sam Pittman in the SEC teleconference, but we know this is an important game for all the reasons, and we're going to talk about that and a lot more as we go to the phone lines. And welcome in Andrew Ellis of HawkSports.com, friend of the show, who joins us once again. And Andrew, as always, appreciate you joining us, man. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing wonderful, John. How are you guys? Well, we're doing good, man, as we're getting closer to Arkansas and Texas A&M and and I don't have to tell you, because I'm sure you've written about it and talked about it, as far as the importance of this game. And when you look at it from the Arkansas perspective, like at what level is this important? Because, listen, this was a four-game stretch that was tough. They barely lost to LSU. I don't think anyone was expecting to lose that game. But when it comes to this game, compared to the next two on the road against Ole Miss and on the road against Alabama, what's the level of importance for this game to go Arkansas's way and especially go Sam Pittman's way? Well, I think you just stole my uh, most – important talking point there, which is those two games after it are kind of what makes this game as important as it is. Obviously, anytime you're playing a, a divisional rival, you know, in a game with a trophy, a team that's kind of similar to you in level, it's going to be a big game, but this one, it just feels feels bigger because if Arkansas doesn't win this one, that pressure really mounts going into Oxford and then going into Tuscaloosa, which are both going to be tough matchups there, so I feel like even being a six-and-a-half-point underdog or wherever it's going to end up being on the spread, 
this is kind of the best opportunity Arkansas has to get a big momentum shifting win in this stretch. And so, it, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But I do, I, I don't know if it's like must win territory, but I could see in hindsight if we look back and we're like, man, that might have been the turning point of the season for sure. Well, what are your thoughts then, Andrew, with uh, Arkansas, the way that they've been playing? And it seems like they, they played a little bit better as far as mistake-wise, but they still are making some of those same mistakes. Yeah, I think uh, the best way to describe it is Arkansas was really close to doing something really cool on Saturday. And I don't know uh, what, a, what better way to put it. Like, it, they, there was definitely a step in the right direction. It looked like an improved version. And one thing that was clear to me was that this team is definitely not letting go of the rope. You know, this is not a Razorback team that is checked out. This is not one that is like, quit on its coach. None of that stuff is going on here. I think that while that's not, like, a thing you want to hang your hat on, I think it's an important thing to look for when you have a team that's facing some adversity and pressure's kind of starting to mount to see what, what the team what the team's fight level is like. And I think the team is still fighting hard for their head coach, and I don't expect that to change anytime soon. And so as long as they're doing that, if they can clean up some of these things that they've been doing piece by piece, they should be in good shape. And I think that uh, you kind of saw just a peek at what the ceiling looks like whenever you saw this Arkansas offense against LSU. Just kind of, at times, doing whatever they wanted to. Seemed like they really found something with Luke has that people have been kind of calling for. You know, we'll see if this Arkansas offense can kind of put all the pieces together because we've seen a little bit of everything, good and bad. We've seen them capable of what they're doing on their their best days. We just kind of need to see them put it together and be consistent. And we'll see if they can do it this weekend. Uh, it's not going to be an easy matchup against A and M, which is uh, what's a little bit tough. But it's one of those games where you don't have to win it, but in the, in the situation Arkansas is in, there's just a lot of pressure here. Speaking of Luke has, you know, we saw what he was capable of, and him being a highly recruited kid coming out of high school. Is that something that has been seen in practice and everyone knew what he was capable of is just a matter of getting him going? Or was that kind of one of those things where, like, okay, now we see it? Like, he was kind of waiting and seeing, but now we've seen it. Like, how did you feel like of him in fall camp and leading up into this moment? Do you feel like that was something that wasn't surprising to see him be that type of player? I feel like, you know, it's it's always tough to tell because when it's fall camp and it's, you know, hashtag talking season, you can never really tell what's real and what's not. But, at least everything that we were hearing at practice, from practice and what we were seeing, I mean, we weren't out there a ton, but I mean, we were seeing him making plays in the past game. It was clear they kind of had something. And I think the, the fact that he was so quickly able to rise up the depth chart and to solidify himself as the number one tight end, and, I mean, you see they're playing him more snaps by a substantial margin. Like The fact that they went ahead and did that before he'd even played a game in college tells you a little bit about at least how they felt about him. And all we can really go off of is what these coaches are telling us. But it seemed like it was unanimous. Everyone kind of knew that something was there. Um, I'm, I'm just surprised it took them this long to feature him as much as they did. I mean, the first pass attempt of the season from K.J. Jefferson goes to him, and you kind of think, like, all right, they're unleashing them. Here we go. And then the targets weren't as consistent the next couple of weeks. But it seems like they're starting to ramp up a little bit. They started even five times against BYU, six times against LSU. I, I honestly think that number could even go up a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see just how dynamic he can be and just how much they start to feature him in his offense. What's the best way to defend a Bobby Petrino coach's offense? Or is it more about what Arkansas is needing to do the things that they do in this game? Is there a blueprint when you think about Bobby Petrino coach offenses where you can say, this is how we need to go about defending? Yeah, I don't know if I'm the person that's qualified to tell you how to stop a Bobby Petrino offense because there's plenty of people that have struggled with it over the years. But uh, it's definitely interesting, you know, I think that for Arkansas, this, this matchup, they just have to, up front, they have to find a way to create pressure. And I think that's really what ultimately did them in against LSU is that they weren't able to put any type of pressure on Jaden Daniels and really force things to be difficult for them on offense. And so regardless of who you're facing or who's behind, who's calling the plays or whatever, you know you're going to, you know, all these guys in the SEC are talented. A lot of these play callers know what they're doing. And we've seen what Arkansas, you know, by Petrino coach teams can do against, you know, anyone. And we saw them almost catches Arkansas team last year with Missouri State so we'll know, we know that they're going to have a good game plan but I think for Arkansas I just you know they have to find a way to create some pressure and that's kind of another thing we talk about storylines in fall camp that was one of the big stories we were talking about every week was this defensive line is killing it they're getting pressure all the time they're making life difficult and now we're kind of finding out that maybe it was the offensive line struggling and not as much the defensive line being great but I think it's time for that Arkansas defensive front which hasn't played poorly to this point, but I think it's time for them to really start making their mark. And you've got a backup quarterback in Max Johnson who has played and started in a lot of SEC games, but he's still a backup. So I think this is a matchup that Arkansas should 
you know, have a little bit better chance than they did against Jaden Daniels, the most, you know, potentially the most seasoned quarterback in the entire league. That's actually going to be my next question for you, Andrew, is the impact of having someone like Max Johnson be in this game instead of Connor Wegman. Like, what difference does that make? But also on top of that, assuming that Rocket Sanders is going to play, which I think most people are leaning towards that, what type of impact is it going to have for Arkansas having him back on offense? Well, I'll tell you, when you watch Rocket at practice, it really looks like they're trying to ramp him up as quickly as they can. They're trying to shake off as much rust. I mean, he's getting reps in fastball is kind of their opening thing they do where they run the plays. They, they gave him two carries right away. It seemed like they're really trying to kind of make up for lost time to get him as ready as possible because he's going to be returning into such a high-pressure situation like we talked about. So I think it's really going to be fascinating. I, I doubt that we're going to see them really overloaded and see him get 20, 25 carries or anything crazy like that, but it would be really nice to see him bring the dimension to this offense that he brought so often last year. You know, I think that it's a really fun thing, especially when you look at some of the other pieces in the offense, like Andrew Armstrong, like Lucas, like Rashad Dubinion and A.J. Green the week before him, that are kind of starting to pull their weight a little bit. And so when you add a piece like Rocket Sanders, it really makes you think just what can the ceiling for this offense and this group be, um, especially coming off of what we saw last week where they were able to move the ball kind of at will against LSU. So I'm, I'm really interested to see that. I'm interested to see, you know, A.J. Green was a little bit banged up in practice too, but him and Devin, ba- Devin Manuel both look like they're going to be good to go. So we're pretty close to seeing – not like the official final Arkansas offense, but them almost at full strength. It's not going to be quite there this week, but we're getting close, so it's going to be fun to see how that looks. And, you know, A&M, the, the fun part about it is this is their first game with Max Johnson starting full-time. Now, he came in mid, you know, mid-game and performed pretty well and got the job done for them against Auburn, and he's played before, especially in, you know, in this league at LSU. But this is going to be kind of their first time figuring out what they have at quarterback and what this offense is going to look like with Isaac Petrino, especially his first year as a coordinator. So, there's a lot of variables in this matchup that we don't really know yet, but that's what's going to make this so fun. But uh, on Arkansas side of things, I do feel optimistic about the way things are turning out offensively, especially with these guys coming back from injury. With the receiving core, KJ now has the ability to kind of move it around and and uh, pass to different receivers. He has different options there. But so far, um, you think Luke has has made a case for that, that outlet, that go-to receiver when they really need something? Well, I'll tell you, if it's not Luke has, it's got to be Andrew Armstrong. I mean, he's, about, he's been about as consistent as – I mean, he's been the most consistent offensive weapon they have, period, and that includes K.J. Jefferson. Uh, it seems like any time they target him, things go well. I think there was that one game against BYU caught nine of nine targets. He's been super reliable, and, I mean, he's made plays in different ways, too. He's made some down the field, caught a screen the other day and took it 20 yards, made a few guys miss, like – He's shown some versatility to his game, and he's an interesting one to me, you know, because this is a guy that redshirted his redshirt or his true freshman season at a D2 school, ends up getting some playing time the next year and kind of working his way into being a go-to guy for a school that transitioned to FCS while he was there. But he's pretty much taken massive leaps forward every single year he's been in college to the point where now he's kind of a go-to guy on an SEC team, like you said. So, you know, I'm really, I've been really impressed by what I've seen with him, and it's really been fun to see his story and see the way he's progressed each year of his college career and to see him shining on this big stage. So you're with Andrew Ellis of FoxSports.com here on Out of Bounds talking a little Arkansas and Texas A&M this weekend. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of put it to you like this. We talked about the pressure that's on Arkansas, but who do you feel like needs this game more so? Is it Jimbo Fisher or is it Sam Pittman? Because I think both of them are in a position where this win can set them apart from being you know, a, a good team or even to a great team or being a team that may struggle to make a bowl game. So between the two, who do you think needs this game most? Well, you know, I think big picture, Jimbo probably needs the needs this season to work out more than Sam Pittman does. I think Sam Pittman could kind of afford to have another 6-6, six 7-5 and six, seven to five type of season. I don't know if he could survive 5-7, and seven, we'll kind of see. But, you know, Jimbo has kind of used up his 5-7 and seven season. You only get really one of them, I think, if you're the head coach at A&M making the money he is. So if things were to go south in this season, I can't imagine – things would be be going too well for Jimbo Fisher. But I think in this particular game, I, you know, for the reasons I said earlier, I think the more pressure's on Arkansas here. One, in this matchup alone, A&M's been dominating. So Arkansas kind of has that going against them. If A&M beats them this year in a, in a year where they're both kind of on the same level, it just further solidifies that narrative. Um, you know, Arkansas has the two games coming up, like we mentioned, they're going to be tough. So I think just where this lines up on the schedule, given what's happened to Arkansas the last two weeks coming up short and tight game, the pressure's a little bit more on them, but I think big picture in terms of this season, 
there's probably a little bit more pressure on Jimbo Fisher. So I don't know if that answers the question, but that's kind of the way I view it. So what can Arkansas use moving forward to this game against A&M that they did really well against LSU? Well, you know, I, I think the Luke has thing, they have to commit to that. You know, I, I mentioned the six targets, which sounds like a lot for a tight end, but you look around the around, you know, college football and even the NFL level with guys like Taylor Swift's boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, like utilize like featuring a tight end is kind of a thing that all of the most dynamic offenses are starting to do. So I think people people, you know, look at compare it to other tight ends, but you look at Brock Bowers at Georgia, that's a big part of what they're doing. I think Arkansas needs to embrace that they kinda of have something special with them. I'd like to see that target number get up nine, ten, like, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a limit to what you can do offensively with him, and, you know, A&M has been so good against the run this season, but they showed a little bit of vulnerability in that area against Auburn. Auburn was able to run the ball on them a little bit, especially in the first half, but then they just got down in the game and had to throw so much, so it kind of got them behind the chains, but I'm, I'll be really interested to see if Arkansas is able to establish any type of consistency on the run, because we, we saw some progression in that area against LSU. They ran the ball with a little bit of success here and there, especially with KJ and Rashad Dubinian. And so with Rocket coming back, Devin Manuel back in there, like I really want to see if there's some legitimate signs of growth with this Arkansas run game. And this is a really hard test for them. But I think if they're able to establish something on the ground, that's, that gives you something to build moving forward. And so I think that this is just a, a really good matchup for us to see what we really have with this Arkansas offense. You know, you mentioned the mistakes and the amount of penalties, and Arkansas is the most penalized team in the SEC, and I think A&M's second to last. Uh, they're, they're right there into the mix, too, and uh, and everything. It's like, I mean, how do you fix that? I know Sam Pittman's been harping on it and how it's cost him in, in some occasions, but between that and the red zone, or at least in goal line situations of punching it in for a touchdown, to me, those are the two things that, if you want to put it pretty simplistically, those are the things that have kept Arkansas from being undefeated right now is just the amount of penalties and also them not being able to have that push on the goal line and punching it in. Yeah, it feels like it feels a little bit like the whack-a-mole. Like there's just an issue arises, you kind of you get that one and then there's another one popping up and it just feels like they can't quite catch up. You know, you have the holding penalties. They seem to solve that a little bit in, against LSU, but then they're, you know, six ball starts, five in the second half. Like it just seems like these different issues keep kind of popping up, all coming from the same area. So I don't know. I mean, you know, it seems like movement is something they really struggle with. When the defensive line moves pre-snap, they just really can't figure that out. And it's something that they've talked about a lot, so I know it bothers them, and the coaching staff doesn't really have an answer for it. And so that's a little concerning, and I wonder if, if maybe that was just matchups with LSU-BYU. I'm not, you know, a defensive guru. I don't know how these teams do these things. But, I, you know, so we'll see kind of if that's a consistent lingering issue, but you know, Arkansas has been bottom three or four in the SEC in penalties every year that Sam Pittman's been the head coach. And I just, I think at some point it just kind of is part of what happened. And, it, you know, it might not kill them the same way every week, but I think big picture it's just not something that you ever really get out of your system if you're a team that does that. Now, with the offensive line and some of the issues they've had so far this season, they were, uh, you know, kind of concerned going into the LSU game, probably – that same level of concern, if not more, with this Texas A&M defensive front. Yeah, A&M up front. I mean, you know, I mentioned they haven't, they really haven't given up much on the ground. And you know, in the second half, they were really able to overwhelm Auburn's offensive line. That's kind of what kept them at a comfortable distance the whole game. Is that when it got to those obvious passing downs, obvious passing situations, they just weren't able to stop this A&M front. And I think that is kind of the key for this Arkansas offense. Can they avoid the third and nine? Can they invert, avoid these? predictable, obvious passing downs because I think that's really when the offensive line has struggled. You saw in the BYU game, once the time got to a certain point where BYU knew Arkansas was passing, Arkansas just didn't have, they just couldn't block them. They just got to that point whenever they're facing a legitimate rush where the defense doesn't have to wonder if they're running the ball or not. They have a really tough time you know, slowing down those type of rushes and I think it'll be the same situation against A&M, which is why it's so important for them to establish stuff early on first and second down, establish stuff in the run game with K.J. Jefferson and kind of find answers to these problems before they arise but you know it's easier said than done so we'll see how they're able to fail a fair against the front that uh really seems to be picking up steam with a&m all right before we let you get out of here andrew just real quick how do you feel like this game plays out do you think arkansas gets back on the winning track do you think that they're able to take care of business against a&m or is it going to be kind of the same song different verse from what this razorback aggies game has always been where arkansas loses in some form or fashion i'm just point blank uh, curtis wilgerson actually called this preseason in his preseason we met Trey makes us go through and we have to predict every game for the season and write a little synopsis of what we think is going to happen and it's a little bit tough when it's 
in the beginning of the season in August, and you're trying to project these games in November and all that. But I remember Curtis saying Cam Little would get his redemption and would hit a game-winning kick against Texas A&M. And I think I'm leaning somewhere. Like, I think it's going to be close, and I think it's going to come down to something like that. And I just think Arkansas, I trust their offense a little bit more than I do this A&M offense that's going to have a backup quarterback in right now. And even though he's an experienced guy, I just feel like the ceiling for what they can do right now in this, in this matchup is a little bit lower than what Arkansas can if things kind of fire and click on all cylinders like we almost saw last week. I think they might have a chance to put it together, and I don't think A&M has the firepower, at least not right now in their first game with the backup. I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with what KJ and this Arkansas offense is going to be able to do if they take the natural progression from last week. Well, Andrew, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. Enjoy the weekend down there in Arlington, man, and uh, look forward to catching up with you more than likely next week, all right? Sounds good, man. Really appreciate y'all. Thank you. And again, it was Andrew Ellis of Hawksports.com joining us here on Out of Bounds. Uh, real quick before we take a break, though, let's squeeze Heath and Cavett in. What's up, Heath? What's going on, guys? What's up, man? Hey, Heath. I, I think it comes down to this. Who do you, who do you trust calling plays, Danny Enos or uh, Bobby Petrino? I mean, I think Bobby Trino's got a bit, definitely a better resume, but... I mean, I got to think that guy wants this win more than anything. I mean, he almost got it last year in Fayetteville, playing for a coach of the team with less talent. I, You know, should be a close game, but I'll take Petrino. Uh, I'll take his uh, experience. Max Johnson is a, is a pedigree quarterback. I mean, that guy is starving and hungry to get on the field. For sure. When he got on the field last week, what'd he do? I mean... I got to, uh, I got to think he can continue that, but I don't know. You know, these A&M games are, are pretty tough, pretty tough, pretty close. So let's see what happens. Yeah, we will. Thank you, Heath. As always, great call. We have more out of bounds coming up next here on Trash Talk Thursday, and uh, we got some other storylines that we'll get into, and we'll keep it moving here on Out of Bounds. So you better stay with us. We're going to have some fun coming up next. Listen for Birthday Trivia in the Zone, brought to you by Elia's Mexican Grill. Headed to the hill, take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. Elia's in Moralton. This is SportsCenter. A blockbuster trade was completed in the NBA as Damian Willard was sent to the Bucks as part of a three-team deal with the Trailblazers, Bucks, and Suns. For Willard, the Trailblazers received Drew Holiday from the Bucks, DeAndre Ayton, and Tumani Kamara from the Suns, a 2029 unprotected first-round pick from the Bucks, and two pick swaps from the Bucks. The Suns received Yusuf Nurkic, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson from the Trailblazers, and Grayson Allen from the Bucks. Willard, who has spent all 11 seasons of his career in Portland, now heads to Milwaukee. He's coming off a season where he averaged 32 points. Five rebounds and seven assists on 46% from the field and 37% from three on 11 attempts per game. He joins Giannis Antetokounmpo, who averaged 31 points, 12 rebounds, and six assists last year. It's a deal that on paper works for all three teams. As Portland hits the reset button, Milwaukee gets Damian Willard, and Phoenix gets some much-needed depth. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Chevrolet in Jacksonville is going beyond the competition to change your current vehicle situation with Guatney's exclusive loan and lease termination program. I need your current payment, your keys, and your signature. Call 501-982-2102 and say hasta la vista to your current ride and payment with the help of Guatney's loan and lease termination program. Regardless of your current financial situation, I swear I will approve everyone. Rates as low as zero percent on new Chevrolets. Trade now and terminate your payments until 2024. Get to Guatney now. The loan and lease termination program is this month only at Guatney Chevrolet. 1301 TPY Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. All voices are impersonators, but Guatney's the real thing. Shop Guatney Chevrolet once and you'll be back. I know the last three years, people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5 or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Now during Ram Power Days. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the rumors are true. Your favorite sports bar is coming to North Little Rock. Brewski's is proud to announce a second location is coming to the Lakewood Shopping Center. And it won't be too long where you can get the same great pub grub, happy hour specials, and late night fun when it comes to North Little Rock. Voted the number one sports bar in Little Rock for the last four years to catch all the games all year long. Get ready, North Little Rock. Brewski's North is coming soon. Brewski's, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See shelter agent Christy Pettit in Maumel, Matt Cooper in Russellville, or Madison Buse in England. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Have you been denied a new roof by your insurance company after storm damage? You won't be denied at Shamrock Roofing. Give us a call or visit us at shamrockroofer.com. Right now, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you automatically qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Go Hogs! On 1037 The Buzz. Out of bounds here on a Trash Talk Thursday. And, folks, the best way to talk trash in sports especially is not only when your team is winning, but when you are winning. And you can do that right now with the Bet Saracen app as they are the app in the state of Arkansas when it comes to sports betting. There's no one that even comes close. See, there's no even reason in having any other app because it is all for naught. Bet Saracen is the only app that you need. And there's a reason why that they are the 14th most used sports betting app in the entire country. Not just here in the state, in the country. It's with Bet Saracen. And with the great deals and specials that they always have going on, you're the one that's going to be missing out if you don't have the app downloaded. So, for instance, this weekend, we know that uh, Arkansas is going to be taking on Texas A&M. And with that, they have a few of the specials going on with the spread and, of course, the over-under. So how about this? If you're feeling that Arkansas is going to not only cover in this game, but also go over 53.5 points, plus 275 is what the Hogs boost is. Which, by the way, the line was start at 6.5. Bet Saracen's moved to 5.5. So uh, some people are feeling that Arkansas is uh, got some good things going on for them. You could have gotten in on 6.5, but hey, if you didn't download the app, that's a you problem. So you can check that out, too. They also have the Arkansas Colleges against the spread boost for plus 275. Arkansas at plus 5.5. And then Arkansas State against UMass at plus one and a half. You can get in on that. And, of course, some of our favorites, the double R prop plays are in full swing. And how about some of these? Luke has. How about a great game that he had against LSU last weekend? Think he's going to follow it up for plus 150. How about over 59 and a half receiving yards and over a half touchdown receiving you can get that with the double R prop plays. And that's just a little bit of the college football landscape. you got the NFL game tonight between Detroit and Green Bay. Detroit's favored by 2.5 with Bet Saracen. Make some money and download the app right now. You can do it on your Android or on your iPhone. It's really easy to do. It's got quick withdrawals, easy transactions, and all the money you could possibly ask for when it comes to winning those games. So check them out today at Bet Saracen. You can also see them at BetSaracen.com and get into betting that way. No matter what it is, have some fun, make some money, and do it only with Bet Saracen. Again, it's a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. In fact, on our Southern Structural Solutions text line, Dakota is saying, hey, speaking of Bet Saracen, my cheeseheads are a lock tonight. No, no, a mortal lock. Go pack. Go. A lock. Okay, mm-hmm. feeling good about them. Dakota's out here saying, "Hey, that's his lock of the week. Lock of the night is the uh, Green Bay Packers taking on Detroit. I like it. 
I like it. I actually don't know who to pick in this game tonight. Uh, no, that's a tough one. It's, that's the reason why it's, I think, two and a half, yeah, just for just for the Lions. I could see it going a lot of different directions, but uh, that's what makes uh, these games so much fun, especially on a Thursday night, and makes it so great for uh, betting with the Bet Saracen app. And speaking of, I guess we got to, you know, not, well, I guess we don't have to, but to give a little bit of an update on the craziness. You know, the Chiefs and the Jets are playing this weekend, and apparently, according to reports, Taylor Swift is going to be in attendance there for that game in New York. She's probably going to be in attendance for a few games here during this stretch until she leaves the country mm-hmm. to go back on tour. Mm-hmm. And because of that fact and of that report, the ticket sales for this particular game have not only increased significantly, but we're talking about increased by 300%. That makes zero sense. Like, what do you think you're going to accomplish if you weren't going to the game before? Like, what, just to see her there, maybe? Yeah, okay, so that's one thing. I I thought it was saying that that not just the ticket sales, but the price of the tickets, which... A lot of times that will be affected too. Well, that's now. what I'm saying is the ticket prices. Sorry, oh, the, the ticket prices. Yeah, yeah. sorry, so, I should have said yeah, it that way. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes absolutely no sense if you're increasing the the amount that the ticket sells for. Now, ticket sales in general, if there are people that are going to the game hoping to catch a glimpse of her or just be in the stadium to say that they were there at the same time, okay. But to increase the price of the ticket, that makes no sense. Yeah, I, I don't understand it, but I think it also is smart on the fact of some of these companies that are, uh, or at least the reasons of why they're trying to increase the prices on it too is, say what you want, but those Swifties, man, they're dedicated. They'll, they'll spend their money. If they think that they even have a, a, a chance of getting a glimpse of Taylor Swift, their goddess and their idol, they're going to spend some, some money on it if that means that they can have just a glimpse of her. So... Uh, I guess it probably will fluctuate and see how it goes, but uh, to put it into perspective, uh, if using, uh, I guess I'm going to make sure I get the website right, but using Vivid Seats right now. For the Jets game, just three days ago, or two days ago, the cheapest ticket that you could get to get into this game was $23. It's the cheapest ticket that was. At this point in time, the cheapest ticket, if you want to get in, this is not including fees, mind you, the cheapest ticket is $110. So three days ago, it was $23, and right now, it's $110. So what changed? That's just them realizing that they can take advantage and be greedy in this situation. Now, it's going to be something that um, if people pay these prices and then she happens to not be at the game, then now you just kind of look... It, it doesn't hurt the company no. that's raising the ticket prices, but it hurts the people that are trying to get there to get a, a glimpse of her for mm-hmm. spending that much money. Yep, it's going to be so great. I mean, just it is already going to be tough watching the game as it is because the Jets suck. But it's going to be so much better watching the game where every two seconds, if Taylor Swift is there, bit panning over to Taylor Swift and seeing a reaction to literally each and everything. It's going to be so much fun. It's like my literal hell. Not only is my team suck, my quarterback's gone, and now I'm going to have to watch a game against the defending champions at home that I would have been normally pretty excited about, and I get to see Taylor Swift for half the time. And get to see Travis Kelsey put on a show, and that's something that happens pretty much every game. He steps on the field anyway. Mm, So much fun. Can't wait to see how it all plays out. Uh, Let's go back to the phone lines. Drew's in Searcy. What's up, Drew? What's up, guys? Hey, um... Not a lot today. Just wanted to kind of ponder one thing. I've kind of touched on it before. I've kind of heard some other some other shows hint on this, and it's just typical with what comes with a coach that's kind of on a seat that's warming a little bit. But uh, you know, the A and M game this year is a little bit more touchy than usual because of the Petrino factor being the offensive play caller for the Aggies. So I'm just going to play devil's advocate. Let's just say we get beat, and I'm not talking a close game. I'm talking about you know they put. They hang more than 20 points, 25, 28, 31 points on us. We don't score very much. And our defense has trouble stopping their passing attack. How quickly does the bandwagon start for fire Sam Pittman? And how quickly does the bandwagon heat up that I've heard already? You know, specifically, let's try to rehire Bobby Petrino. I could remember what show it was on, but a couple weeks ago, people were like, can we check with the state if he's eligible for rehire? And that was actually something that was like being talked about for an hour one afternoon a few a couple of weeks ago. But uh, I mean, I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that stuff will 
will start back up if we get trounced. I don't see A&M trouncing us. I mean, they're just not the same caliber, in my opinion, as LSU is. But this this series with A&M has typically been pretty close with the exception of a couple of games. And it's always a weird game, no matter who wins. But what do y'all think? Think it's going to be a pretty close game? Think it's going to be whoever wins is going to win by, you know, a couple touchdowns? And if we lose bad, does the talk start back up again? I'll just take a listen, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it, Drew. Well, as far as our pick, picks and predictions, we'll get to that tomorrow when we do our final scores and everything. Uh, but to address the point, at least with the Bobby Petrino angle, and that there'll be people saying it, but I think there's a better chance of Arkansas hiring Urban Meyer than there would be Bobby Petrino, like which means none of neither of those things are going to happen. So there's no reason to even you know start saying fire that up. Like there will be people that do it, but it's not going to happen. So there's no point in it. So I, I mean, I just. It's it's amazing how it's like this man. This conversation pops up every every so often of, of Petrino. There'll be somebody that will uh, get together a petition and get several signatures on it, and those things happen, and they never se- really seem to have an impact on anything that's relevant. No, and your check's not going to do that. No one's going to do it. And listen, I love Bobby Petrino. I'm the biggest Bobby Petrino fan there ever has been. Like I loved what he did at Arkansas, but that was also. We're coming up on when he got hired 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Games have changed. Coaches have changed. And college football in general has changed. There's just been a lot that's changed. So I don't think that there's any reason to, to even dive into that or even reason to flirt with the idea of hiring Petrino back. However, uh, going to his point about the the, pan, uh, the uh, Sam Pittman <clears throat> bandwagon and uh, how many people would uh, start jumping off. Well, first off, there's already people that have jumped off of it. But if Arkansas gets beat handedly in this game you know, or, or something like you know, a couple scores and whatnot, it's going to rev up very, very heavily. Because it's like, you look at it, it's like if you got Rocket Sanders back and you have KJ and you have uh, a team that took LSU to the wire and you follow that up with going up against A&M with their backup quarterback, which I know Max Johnson is not your typical at backup quarterback, but if you get trounced by that team in A&M, uh, I mean, I, it's just really going to be hard to say, oh yeah, they'll beat Ole Miss, or yeah, they'll beat Alabama, or yeah, they'll beat Mississippi State, and like it, it just it kills any sort. Like you're already you're flirting with not having any goodwill right now. But if you get smoked in this game, I think everything <laughs> of goodwill is going out the door. It's going to be a bad. Uh, each game is different, though. We've seen teams that have played bad games and come back and play the next game as a good game. So it it would be more about how people on the outside feel, and we know that right now they're not really feeling good anyway. So it would only increase the feelings of how some are already feeling as far as the season has gone. Yeah. I will say this. Like not to, I'm not going to give away the score prediction or anything, but I will say I would be shocked if either team won by more than a touchdown in this game. Just I know it's not going out on a limb because that's how this game's happened pretty much each and every year, but I would be extremely shocked if either team won in convincing fashion or blowout fashion or anything like that. Whoever wins, I think it's going to be – just a three-point game, four-point game, six-point game. I think it's going to be a close game regardless. But uh, I would be I would be surprised if it ended up being a blowout. But we'll have our predictions tomorrow and our picks tomorrow. It's part of the show. So uh, we'll give and reveal those when that time comes around. But right now we got to take our final commercial break because we have three and out. Coming up next, which we'll get to some headlines, some storylines, things we didn't get into and close up shop, and we'll get you ready for Drive Time Sports. It's all next year on Out of Bounds. Hi, folks. It's Chris Zender here at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. I know vehicles have gotten expensive, so I'm going to try to help everyone out. We've got the biggest discounts of the year this week on most of our popular models. Save up to $10,000 off new Ram 1500 Laramie, Bighorn, and Rebel pickups. And up to $8,000 off all new 2500 Ram trucks. We've got Frank Fletcher's lowest price on every new Ram on the lot. you also save up to $7,500 the popular Jeep Grand Cherokee 2 and 3 row. And up 
to $7,000 off all new Dodge Durangos and over 10% off on all new Jeep Gladiators and Compasses. Folks, we're ready to make you a deal on any new vehicle on the lot. Just tell us what you're looking for and how much you want to pay. At Fletcher Dodge, you'll always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. And we promise you a hassle-free buying experience. So come see us and give us a chance to earn your business. Shop Fletcher Dodge and Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. Our care clinics are your hometown source for primary medical care. Our doctors, nurses, and counselors can help patients of all ages with anything from common colds and immunizations to depression, anxiety, and chronic diseases. Our network includes both mail order and local pharmacies to fulfill your prescriptions. If you don't have insurance, it's okay. We can help with that too. And no one is turned away. With more than 65 locations in Arkansas, there's a good chance we're in your hometown. Look us up at ourcare.net. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GOLD for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GOLD for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GOLD for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first First Philip. The Powerball jackpot from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is now more than $800 million. So, what would you do if you won? Oh, I would throw a joyous party, celebrate with the worst dance moves anybody's ever seen before. I would spoil my little brothers. Got your ticket? If not, visit your local lottery retailer for your chance to win the Powerball jackpot of more than $800 million. This is winning. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in their Casasa checking accounts. With Casasa, earn up to 6% APY, cash rewards with no minimum balance, and refunds on ATM fees. Stop by Alcoa's new branch in Sheridan and visit with Kelly or Morgan and open a free Casasa checking account today. Experience the difference with Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union now serving Saline, Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. Online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. If you're looking to update your home decor, then go see our friends at Coffin by Design West. At Coffin by Design West, they have design specialists on staff that can help you with your decisions on any updates to your home. They have over 7,000 square feet of beautiful new home decor pieces such as sofas, dining tables, design throw pillows, lighting, and chairs that arrive daily. For those of you who like the aromatique candles, you can find those and also gift cards. Located at West Pass, Taylor Loop, 14900 Kentrell Road, or go to the web at coffinlumber.com. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time? is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right. It is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. Always love Marshawn Lynch. One of the funniest guys and Always uh, having his personality unfiltered and makes it so much fun. Well, uh, he was talking with Peyton Manning, and they were discussing their pregame rituals. And uh, I'd say Marshawn Litch had a, had a pretty fantastic pregame ritual back when he was playing. You believe in superstitions? I, I always like to read the program front to back, for whatever reason, before the game. <laughs> you know, by the end of the season, you know where every accountant for the Colts went to college. What right. were yours? Right. What, what was your uh, My superstition was that I needed to have maybe a shot a shot and a half before every game. 
of Hennessy. What you mean? Uh, I was thinking, yeah. yeah, Gatorade or Gatorade. Toradol. I don't know what Toradol. I was thinking. Hell no. <laughs> and, and, and there's a bar right there in the locker room in Seattle. Schneider and uh, Pete Carroll. Backpack. <laughs> Got it. The backpack. I love Marshawn Lynch and his honesty about everything. I mean, hey, he's a guy that ate a lot of Skittles. He's a guy that didn't like talking to the media. And a guy who took some uh, shots of Hennessy before the games. And you know what? It goes back to the whole thing of if you show up and you perform, who cares what you do? And it doesn't bother Marshawn, but looks like it actually helped him with his pregame routine. Kyrie Irving says he's happy to return to the Mavs. He said it wasn't too difficult of a process going through free agency. He, he agreed to a three-year deal worth 126 mil with the Mavs. He said... Had Dallas is my number one on the list. Obviously, I look elsewhere. Salary cap opportunities where I could fit in with other guys around the league. But there wasn't much space. And me, at being 31, I had to have a different vantage point. And I felt like I could not just settle here, but uh, be happy to come back here and welcome back with a warm embrace. So, says that overall... His experience with free agency, he always had Dallas as the number one and wanted to return there, so he's happy to be back with the Mavs. So we know that there's a practice routine that so many college football teams especially go through when they're trying to handle noise levels and going on the road. They have speakers with loud music or crowd noise being pumped in, whatever it is, to try to get used to the atmosphere. Well, Penn State this week, they're going to be taking on Northwestern on the road, and they practice without music at the end of their practice today and they were saying it was to get ready for their trip to Northwestern and James Franklin said quote they have to be honest about the atmosphere he asked if they're internally or externally motivating the team he said we're just trying to make sure we simulate the atmosphere as much as possible by not having anything playing so I guess they're not expecting a raucous crowd there to be in Northwestern but uh, maybe it's motivating to his team maybe it's motivating to Northwestern but either way I at least appreciate the honesty that James Franklin has If you're a fast food worker, you may want to consider relocating to California. They passed a bill today, courtesy of Governor Gavin Newsom, that will pay a minimum of $20 an hour starting April 1st. And for California, they have 550,000 fast food workers at 30,000 locations, Newsom said. And also, if you do the math on that, the minimum equates to $41,600 a year. Now, California does have a higher standard of living, so it could be a little more expensive to live there overall. But when you look at them compared to the rest of the country, they their overall minimum is 1550 which it tops every state out there. And then the federal minimum is 725 an hour. So California is leading as far as the country with minimum wage and Gavin Newsom also said the future happens here first when speaking about California. Is that just for fast food or just for every company in general? No, it's, it's fast food workers. Okay. They're at 20, but their minimum in California is 15.50, so they're still a still lot higher. higher than the rest of the country. So uh, there was a list that came out on Forbes who makes the most money as influencers here in the country, or I guess in the world in this particular case. And number one is not surprising, Mr. Beast who is quite famous. Jimmy Donaldson is his name. He, he is earning this year $82 million. And you think that's impressive? It is. But second on the list, KSI, who's also uh, very well known uh, for his influencing, he's earning only, and I say only, $24 million uh, this year. So take that into consideration that he's the number two guy, and he is still making nearly... $60 million less this year than what Mr. Beast is pulling in. But Jake Paul was at number three with uh, $34 million, and also Rhett and Link at $35 million, and then Charlie DeMello, I don't know who she is, but $23 million for her. And even Logan Paul comes Charlie in. Charlie DeMelio. Yeah, who is she? I don't even, I've never even heard of her. TikToker. Of course. Well. Who is really famous. Yeah, apparently because so. Because of it and uh, has a lot of followers. And has a lot of money to go along with it, too. Logan Paul's at $21 million, and I don't see many people actually know on there, but still pretty interesting list to see how much people are making just being an influencer on social media. L.A. charity Kid and Rescue, which rescues stray cats from the streets of L.A., is really popular with the Rockers. You have... So they, they have a charity auction coming up, and they've had several items donated by rockers that you would know, Slash of Guns N' Roses, 
Rob Halford of Judas Priest and Tommy Lee of Motley Crue. Those are all guys that feel the need to, uh, they, they have a passion for rescuing stray cats around L.A. And Tommy Lee, he donated a pair of uh, drumsticks autographed. So there was a viral photo that was circulating all social media yesterday that had everybody just like in awe and wowed because it was a picture of Jennifer Lawrence, Scarlett Johansson, Megan Fox, and Emma Watson, four very beautiful actresses and very beautiful people that were together. They were in their evening gowns looking uh, like they were at some sort of big party, you know, just like celebrity thing. And everyone's like, man, that is just an incredible picture, an incredible group all together taking a picture. It's amazing. Well, folks, it's fake. It's AI. And if you don't know what I'm talking about or the picture I'm talking about, just look it up. And if you want to know how scary AI is, look at that picture because it, it looks about as accurate as it could possibly be, but isn't completely and totally AI, once again showing just how scary artificial intelligence is becoming. There's a New Jersey man who makes a habit of turning photos of vehicles stuck in beach sand in New Jersey. He turns those into calendars for the year. So he said he's trying to take something positive from some negative sometimes people take their vehicles out there they get stuck in the sand they can't get out they have to be rescued have to be towed but he will actively take photos and turn them into a calendar and turns it into something positive and something for a good cause so i'm gonna show a little bit of nerdiness here but uh, it was a really sad day michael gambin who uh, played albus dumbledore in the harry potter movies which i was a huge fan of growing up still to this day Fishery passed away at the age of 82. There were two Dumbledores. Richard Lewis, I believe his name, was the first one. He passed away during the filming, so Michael Gambon take, uh, came in and took over. But a uh, really sad day, but at the age of 82, Michael Gambon passes away, who played Alvis Dumbledore. It's good to still be able to know your way around. It, most people depend on GPS these days, but there was a case in Massachusetts where there was a door dasher who followed GPS and ended up in a swamp. So you can see a, a pic of the vehicle that drove right into the swamp as they're following GPS and had no idea as to exactly where they were going, but they were led right into a swamp trying to get to deliver some DoorDash. So I guess uh, Survivor's still a thing. People still watch Survivor. It's the 45th year or 45th uh, Survivor that they put it out. But apparently it premiered last night, and Survivor fans are beyond upset because the cast of characters are awful, and the ratings are starting to look like it's going to be in trouble. People are very upset. I didn't even know it was still a thing, but it shows how much I actually watch reality TV in general. But it was just really funny to see the reactions last night from a show that I didn't even know existed, but... Still, people are very upset. Appreciate everybody listening in Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I'm John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel. Tomorrow afternoon, better stay tuned, folks. Drive Time Sports coming up next. We're back here with Wild Bill and Motorsports Authority. Lots of folks talking football, but we're talking great deals, Wild Bill. All of our customers are a winner right here at Motorsports Authority, folks. We're passing out the lowest prices possible for any vehicle that we got. We're passing out top dollars for the trades. We'll trade for just about anything as long as you don't have to feed it. And I'll tell you what, folks, we're having a great time right here at Motorsports Authority. In Russellville on East Main and Hot Springs on Central or online at msastore.com. Get here.